And so most of religion is just let's make good soil for the purpose of having good soil so that we have good soil and everybody can look at how good of soil we have, right? <laughs> That's all of our liturgy and religious rituals is just trying to make everyone think we're good soil for God. But the point Jesus is trying to make, why do you have good soil? He's saying so that you can bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. And, uh, and I think if we can get that, why we're focusing on the soil, why we want to have understanding of God's word and what he's speaking to us and what he's cultivating in our hearts and changing in our lives, it's for a purpose. It's not just so that we can live a sacrificial, holy life in and of itself, that that is our end result. No, God wants his people, humanity, his children to bear fruit. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. All this week, we are looking at the parable called The Sower Sows the Word, that Jesus says, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any of his parables. So each day this week, we've been looking at one of each of the areas discussed in the full parable. So we're going to quickly review the first four days. First, when we talk about the farmer, we are talking about Jesus. And the seeds are the words of God. And where the seed falls or is planted is the soil of our lives. The soil of our lives is valuable and precious and needs to be treated like that is true. You need to identify the shallow beliefs in your life and dig down deep to let God's words take hold in your heart and act as an anchor to your soul. And with God's help, you need to root out any weeds and thorns, those worries of life, the deceitfulness of riches, and those desires for things that are outside of God's will that are trying to crowd out the good growth in the soil of your life. Today is the day where we now get to hear how to have what Jesus calls a good soiled life that will allow us to produce an abundance of good, godly fruit. So let's take a quick look at Matthew and Mark again. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Jesus said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. Some seeds fell on the footpath and were trampled underfoot and eaten by birds. Some seed fell on rocky, shallow soil and withered away without producing fruit because they didn't have deep roots. Some fell on weedy, thorny soil and were choked out without producing fruit. And then still other seeds fell on fertile, healthy soil. Those seeds produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Then Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear, understand, and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, 
or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Again, those are the words of Jesus. So here Jesus makes it very plain how we can have good soil, soil that allows us to produce up to a hundredfold or a hundred times the actual seeds that have been planted inside of our spirits. There are three things we need to do spiritually. First, we need to truly hear the words of God. Then we need to understand them. And finally, we need to truly accept his words. Yeah, and one of the things I'm thinking about as we're talking about this good soil, and I think this has been a, a focus of all religions around the world, is just having good soil. But, you know, we live in Northwest Ohio. We grew up here in Northwest Ohio. This is a farm community, right? Different types of soil all around us. We're dealing with farmers, you know, you drive down the streets, you see combines going by and, you know, they're baling hay and all this kind of stuff constantly. And you take a look at the soil around here, and it's a constant struggle because in Northwest Ohio, it's a lot of clay. It's not really good soil. I'm not sure if it's always been like that, or maybe we just farmed it out over the past 300 years. All the nutrients have gone. They have to fertilize quite a bit. But the soil is not the end result, is it, for a farmer? No. It's the fruit. It's the crop. And so most of religion is just let's make good soil for the purpose of having good soil so that we have good soil and everybody can look at how good of soil we have, right? (laughs) That's all of our liturgy and religious rituals is just trying to make everyone think we're good soil for God. But the point Jesus is trying to make, why do you have good soil? He's saying so that you can bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. And, uh, and I think if we can get that, why we're focusing on the soil, why we want to have understanding of God's word and what he's speaking to us and what he's cultivating in our hearts and changing in our lives, it's for a purpose. It's not just so that we can live a sacrificial, holy life in and of itself, that that is our end result. No, God wants his people, humanity, his children to bear fruit, to be successful in the world around them to be the head and not the tail above only and never beneath. That's God's purpose. And to be successful in eternity. It's a fruit that he wants. It's called eternal fruit, he says. So the soil he's trying to get us to cultivate isn't just a good soil for here. Mm -hmm. This is a good soil that's going to carry into eternity. So let's dig into the first of these three things, hearing the words of God. And I'm going to start with the scripture from Romans 10, 13 through 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they first believe in him? And how can they first believe in him if they have never even heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring the good news. So I don't know that either Ben or I have very beautiful feet, but today, if you are hearing our voices, Ben and I are acting as messengers who bring good news. We felt like God has sent us to share the good news of his realm, his love, his salvation, 
And we're telling you about it, not just today, but in all of our daily episodes, because how can you have good soil if the first requirement is that you need to hear the words and you have never heard them? And as we touched on in prior episodes this week, you can hear the words of God and have them planted in you as seeds by reading his words, reading the words of Jesus in the first few books of the New Testament, reading the words of his spirit written through his first followers in the rest of the New Testament books. You can hear the words of God through talking with other believers, attending a church that believes in God's words, and many other ways that God has made available in these modern times to take this very first step of having good soil of hearing the words of God, right? We've heard the word, we're listening to the word, we're seeking out what the word is, reading it, et cetera. So then the second step to having good soil is once those seeds have been planted, so once you've heard the words, you need to actually understand what you have heard. But there is a little problem here. Jesus has already said that unless you are born from above or born of God's spirit, you will never truly understand the things of the spirit. First Corinthians chapter two explains this a little more when Paul says, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. But we have received Jesus. We have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. We've received God's spirit so that we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. He goes on to say, when we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom or understanding. Instead, we speak words given to us by his spirit. We use the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It just all sounds like foolishness to them and to their physical minds. They can't understand it for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual or filled with his spirit can evaluate all things. For it says, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach them? But we understand these things, for we, those who've been filled with the Spirit, have the mind of Jesus, the Anointed One. So plainly speaking, if you want the soil of your life to be the good soil that allows God's words, His seeds, to grow strong and abundant in you, well, then you must first receive Jesus as the Son of God and as the Lord of your life. Because once you have the mind 
the understanding of Jesus, well, then you're able to be filled with his spirit and his spirit, it actually says, will lead you into all truth. The spirit will help you evaluate and understand the words of God, the seeds of God in a way that your fleshly worldly mind can't even comprehend. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't understand how any human being would not want to receive that. I mean, that's exciting news. It stirs me up on the inside, maybe because I am born of God. I have his spirit. And so that resonates with me. That's, that stirs me up. That gets me excited. In other words, God says, I want to give you all of who I am. All you need to do is receive Jesus and be born of me and you get all of me. What human being would not want that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. yes, please. I'll take all of that. I'll take all that God has. I mean, to the creator of the universe, who's beyond human comprehension, said, I want to have a personal relationship with you. Will you let me in? Why wouldn't you answer the door? Say, come on in, please. Yeah. And he says, you think it's good to have human wisdom? Well, human wisdom's good, but human wisdom only lasts until you die. I'm wanting to give you all wisdom. I want to give you spiritual wisdom, eternal wisdom, wisdom that goes beyond just the physical realm that we are living in. And you know what I love about all of this right now, actually, is that's an exciting truth. That is the gospel. What, you know, that's what we call the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus. I don't even have to mention hell. Like you don't even have to mention anything yeah. about that because that's not the good news. Like the good news is forget all about that. Think about what you get. Think about what you mm-hmm. get. And all he says you have to do is receive Jesus as Lord. I mean, that is it. You yeah. don't have to right now even be, if you're in the middle of like the worst sin possible, it doesn't even matter. Set it aside and just say, I receive Jesus as Lord of my life. And then see what God does with you at that point. But that's the starting point. There will be no way to have the kind of soil that we're talking about until you do that, because Jesus said, you can't even understand what I'm saying if you haven't been born of my spirit. That's why the message of the cross, the message of Jesus coming to earth in the form of a man, living, ministering, dying sacrificially on the cross and being raised again is the central message and foundation of the gospel because your response to that determines now and eternity. So that's the very first step to, as a human being, do you receive that Jesus bore your punishment, your shame, all of your sins and his own body? He died, took that and rose again so that you can have a relationship with God if you accept him as Lord. That's number one. Yeah, number one. And that's the very first. So that's the preaching. That's the gospel message. How did we receive the message of Jesus Christ? And that opens the door to everything. But that's the first thing. So that's our first response. When we hear that, we decide either yes or no. And if it's yes, it opens up the door of being born of God, born from above, having God's spirit live within us, inside of us, and then all the spiritual truths that God has written in his word are revealed over time progressively through our lives. Think about it. We mentioned this last time. We've read scriptures hundreds of times, hundreds. We've heard them preach hundreds of times. And every time 
the same five words, let's say, that we've heard a thousand times, something fresh and something alive jumps out at us and grabs us and changes us and maybe sets us free or maybe heals us or maybe gives us understanding we never had before or changes the course of our life just because God spoke that spiritual truth. Well, you don't get that unless you make a decision about Jesus Christ and who he is and what he did for you. Yeah. So, I mean, we could stop there. So just that alone. So you've heard the word and you've now are able to understand the word because you've received the spirit of the Lord Jesus into your heart. His Holy Spirit is there. He's helping you understand the word and he's put you in right relationship with God. We could just stop right there. And that's a pretty cool place to be. I am in relationship with the creator of the universe. I'm going to spend eternity traversing the the realms of heaven and earth with the creator of the universe. And there you go. That's awesome. But Jesus does go on and say that there is something more Mm -hmm. that he's asking us to do to have truly good soil on this earth, but that will produce eternal results. So the final point is, once you've heard the words of God through any of his many ways of sowing seeds into your life, and you've been filled with the Spirit of God through believing in Jesus and the Spirit's helping you understand the words of God, there's a final act of cultivating good spiritual soil. And that is, you have to accept. Accept, which is to take into, believe on, and act on the words of God. It's not enough to hear us speaking on this podcast. It is not enough to open a Bible and read the words of Jesus. It's not enough to sit in a church service every day of the week. There are millions of people who do all of those things and who have accepted Jesus as the Lord of their life, who are still not producing much fruit, if any, from the soil of their lives. And I will go ahead and include myself in here in many areas. And that's because we haven't fully accepted those seed words of God into the soil of our lives. Ben, what does that mean? What does that look like? And how do we finish that third step of good soil? Yeah. So, I mean, I would really argue that the accepting God's word and or understanding God's word isn't just mentally believing it. What Jesus is saying with, you have to accept that, and understand it in order to have good soil and bear fruit, it implies that there's action taking place. When you understand something really fully, you're going to do something about it because you're understanding it. Otherwise, you just are mentally assenting to the fact that something is true or something exists or whatever. There's a difference between that and actually having a good soil of heart that says, I understand the truth, the gravity of that, and I'm going to do something about it. And so if you think of the other example that Jesus gives in Matthew 7, where he talks about the wise man and the foolish man who built houses. So the wise man built his house on a rock and the rains and storms came, but that house just stood steady on the rock. You know, nothing moved it. But the foolish man, you know, the same type of a person, build a house, but he built it on sand. He built it at the beach. And when that hurricane came, the house just washed out to sea. And so Jesus is relating to that to someone who is hearing the words of Jesus 
and does not put them into practice is like that foolish man. But someone who actually hears Jesus's words with understanding their good soil in their heart, they're going to do something about it and they're going to obey that word or they're going to put it into practice. They're going to do something about it and it yields fruit. They have a foundation, a firm foundation and success, even though the same storms come, the same hurricanes are blowing, the tornadoes, it's all crashing down with lightning. Everything's going haywire. But that type of a person who's got good soil, who's producing fruit in season and out in season, through storms and through sun, they're firm. They're built on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're bearing fruit in their life. The foolish people, unfortunately, who are hearing God's word, not understanding or maybe even technically understanding, but not taking action, not being obedient, their lives really ultimately end in ruin in some way. In other words, they're not bearing fruit. That word is being washed away. And so here you are, a child of God, with no fruit in your life. I mean, what a pitiful state. I count myself as that in many ways, like you said, Joanna. And so I'm not saying that you will be a person who is completely awesome the whole rest of your life when you come to this revelation, right? I wish. Well, yeah, I <laughs> wish it was that easy. This is a lifelong goal. It's pursuit. We, a pursuit of the Lord. Yeah. And we can only find him in degrees. Could you imagine if God said to you one day, I'm going to change everything in your life today? You, you would be undone. <laughs> yeah. You would cease to exist. Like a good farmer, he's got to take one stone out at a time. He's got to cultivate one corner of your life at a time. He can't just plow you up. You'd be gone. You'd be dead. He's got to just really take time. And that's the beauty of the Lord Jesus. He's so patient. He's so kind. He's walking with you over a lifetime. And he's never going to give up. We talked about the prodigal son in another week of how that father was always looking for his son, even when his son was, was out in the world and doing some crazy stuff. But Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are with you forever. They're going to be faithful to you even when you're not faithful. They're going to walk hand in hand through your life. They're going to lead you by the Spirit, and they're going to uh, make a firm foundation in your life. You're going to bear fruit, and even in their areas that you're not, he's going to confront you. He's going to He's going to prune you. <laughs> yeah, he's going to prune you, and he's also going to call you entice you to come back and to address this in your life because he loves you. Yeah. He wants you whole. He wants you well. He wants you successful. He wants you to live for him and, and make that culture around you in every way. Well, I heard somebody say recently, it's heaven culture. And it, it just really struck me. And I've been thinking about that. And I, many aspects of Christianity or many religious people in different denominations in Christianity and different thoughts of evangelicalism. Don't think you can have heaven culture now. I've, I've literally heard it on the radio. I've heard prominent ministers say, if it's for then, it's not for now. In other words, speaking, if it's for heaven, it's not for now on earth. Yet, what's the one prayer that we, every single Christian, the Lord's Your prayer? Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Jesus specifically told us all to pray, your will be done, speaking to God, your will be done and your kingdom come on earth, just as it is in heaven. Well, he also spent his whole ministry preaching the kingdom of heaven is, is at, at hand. hand. 
It's here. No. And then he right. went about demonstrating, well, what does that look like? Well, no. in the kingdom of heaven, there's no sickness. There's no disease. There's provision when you need it. There's fellowship with the father. I mean, he that was his whole ministry was showing yeah. what would it look like if we all walked in heaven here on earth. So this minister put that, they she coined it as, that's heaven culture. We should be transforming our earthly culture into heaven culture now. And that makes perfect sense when you categorize the whole Bible and all of Christianity in the fact that we're trying to learn and do God's will every day. That's exactly what it is. And if we're not progressing in that, if we're not bearing the fruit of that, if we're not seeing the fruit of that, this is our focus of this week. It's because our soil is not good. So what do we need to change in our lives? And Jesus gave us five examples here of the different types of people who are interacting somehow with the message of Christ, and yet they're not bearing fruit. In fact, most people are not bearing fruit. Only a select few are even bearing any fruit in their lives at all. And even in there's varying degrees of bearing fruit. So this is an important message of how we are responding and interacting with what God is saying and doing today so that we bear fruit and that our lives change and that our culture changes and that this earth changes for the kingdom and glory of God. As a wrap up to this, he actually says that it is progressive with how he ends the explanation of this parable. Because it says that as you hear his words, understand his words, and then accept his words and put them into practice, it will actually start producing 30, 60, or 100 fold. And he doesn't belittle the fact that some people might only get to 30 fold. Mm -hmm. He says, it's okay. If you have good soil, you're going to produce something 30, 60. But guess what? What we're trying to reach for is that 100 fold where I hear it, I understand it, I accept every word I hear from him and say, I'm going to act on it. I'm going to do it. And so he doesn't belittle that 30. He doesn't belittle that 60, but he does push us and prune us because he's trying to get us to that point where we begin producing the godly fruits of the kingdom of heaven at a hundredfold. And hopefully someday in eternity, we see that where what we are doing in eternity is that beautiful 100-fold, whatever he says, I act on it and I'm seeing amazing fruit and results from that. We speak the blessing of God over your life today. We pray over you that you would have ears that hear the voice of your loving creator today and every day for the rest of your time in this world. That your heart would be open to being fully reconciled to God as you turn to and believe in Jesus and as you make him the Lord of your life. We pray that you would believe his words and accept them fully into the soil of your life. And we pray that the soil of your life would be so good that it produces a hundredfold goodness in your life and in the life of those around you. So go be the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Please subscribe so you never miss a day, and then share it with your friends. 
Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.